Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week's episode, I wanted to recap uh, week three of the NFL season. My my locks of the week were wrong. I got two of those wrong. So, uh, yeah, we'll discuss that. And then I'll make my picks for week four. I'll uh, talk about the Damian Lillard trade. Uh, he's off to Milwaukee. MLB standings as far as uh, where the season is right now, right before uh, the last game of the season, I think today, the regular season ends today. And then um, Kapler was fired from the San Francisco Giants. And then we'll check in with college football. And then wanted to discuss the situation with Chandler Jones as well, uh, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders. So the breaking NBA news yesterday from Adrian Wojnarowski was that Damian Lillard was traded to the Bucks. Uh, the Blazers received uh, Drew Holiday in return and DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix Suns. For the Phoenix Suns, they finally got rid of uh, DeAndre Ayton after drafting him. Uh, number one overall was at 2018, I believe. Um, but yeah, great trade for them, I think, because they finally got rid of that um, that contract. Um, he's been disgruntled for a few years now. Had issues with uh, previous coach in Monty Williams. And, you know, there's been, as far as effort level goes, we've seen in the playoffs where it doesn't seem like he's aggressive enough for a big man and it's kind of um, not been comfortable with his role on the team um, but so now he gets a fresh start in portland also drew holiday from milwaukee which i love the the drew holiday acquisition for the portland trailblazers he's a, a great two-way player top tier defender as far as guards go uh can shut down the opposing team's guard anytime but uh, the blazers are looking to flip drew holiday uh, the Celtics have been reportedly interested. I think he'd be a great fit uh, for the Clippers because that's a, that's a, another defensive weapon that uh, the Clippers can use, especially with the uh, injury liabilities of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And for the Blazers, they're also trying to trade Jeremy Grant. So I'm not sure you know who they just they just signed him to a contract ex- extension this offseason because they're trying to keep. Damian Lillard, but he still was adamant about wanting to be traded. Um, so I'm not sure what Bla- the Blazers are doing. I guess it seems like they're resetting, but then they have a guy in DeAndre Ayton who's already what, like 24, 25 now. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the what the timeline looks for them as far as rebuilding. Um, but I, I would just assume that they're going to try to flip as many assets as they can and kind of do the Sam Presti route as far as um just acquire as much ta- young talent you can and picks and then just try to rebuild for the future um you know Damian Lillard had mentioned that he wanted to uh be traded to the Miami Heat which you know Miami Heat they didn't have enough assets for him unless they were trying to, or they're going to trade Bam uh but Bam and Damian Lillard wanted to play together right or if they traded Jimmy Butler which wasn't going to happen because that's their number one player um, so I think Miami's front office is reeling. Miami fans are reeling because now they have to play a Milwaukee team who I, I would consider them rivals, I think. They have to play a Milwaukee team that now has Damian Lillard and Giannis, and that pick and roll will be deadly. Uh, but I'm happy for Damian Lillard, of course, because um, you know Milwaukee gives them a chance to win a championship within the next two or three years, for sure. Because you know the last few years I've been picking Milwaukee to make it to the NBA Finals and win the championship, all considered, you know, if every player on their team is healthy, like Chris Middleton, and if Giannis is, stays healthy, 
Uh, but now you add Damian Lillard to the mix, and that's a better weapon, I think, as far as uh, offense goes because he can control the offense. You know, when if Giannis is off the floor or if Middleton is struggling or if they're struggling, then you can run the offense through Damian Lillard, and he's a he's a one a kind of player where you know he does not need to pass up the ball he can take all the shots the offense just flows through him right obviously he's a defensive liability but it's kind of flipped how it was with drew holiday drew holiday was stellar defensively right but offensively you know he kind of had those nights where he'd be like four for 19 and they would lose the series because drew holiday would have a, an opportunity for a big shot and he wouldn't hit it because he'd be inconsistent from you know the three-point line or something like that. But Damian Lillard, offensively, way better. And I think this is what they needed, the Milwaukee Bucks needed, because there's so much pressure on Giannis as far as uh, offensive output, right? Rebounding, getting other guys involved. Chris Middleton, he has shown up many times, you know, when they won the championship. But uh, lately he's been injured a lot and hasn't been as consistent. And then as Drew Holiday has aged, um, he's had the same issues, right? So this gives them a chance to just be better offensively i think and i'm not sure where the miami heat go from here because you can't i mean i don't they didn't have the assets to begin with to get somebody like dame um so i think this puts milwaukee as the favorites in my opinion to come out of the east other than that it would be boston but we all know the roster issues with boston and um, chemistry issues and then after that'd be like miami heat Maybe the Sixers, but you know we don't know what's happening with James Harden. Um, the Sixers are reportedly also interested in reacquiring Drew Holiday because he used to play for them. Uh, but that would mean that they would have to trade James Harden to Portland, and then after that, Portland would probably try to have to they'd have to flip James Harden to somewhere else because James Harden at this point of his career he can't really. I mean, it doesn't make sense for him to be in Portland, right? Because Portland needs to rebuild, get all the assets and the draft picks so that they could rebuild for the future. But um, overall, I thought it was, I was shocked that he went to Milwaukee. This was like, you know, because it was that report like last week, oh, there's a there's another, uh, there's a secret like Eastern Conference team that's a, a potential suitor for, for Dame. And I did not think it would be Milwaukee because I didn't think, I thought they would have to trade Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, but it just took some picks and Drew Holiday. So uh, yeah, good trade. I thought it was a great trade for both sides. Um, teams are kind of reluctant to give up as many assets as uh, the Utah Jazz. Or no, not Utah Jazz. Uh, the Timberwolves gave up for Rudy Gobert when he was with the Jazz. They gave up way too much for a center that, you know, he's he doesn't score that well. And, you know, his defense is a little overrated. Because if you take him out of the paint, you just get a pick and roll on him. Or you could try to take him to the basket. Or, you know, he, he just, he's a little, like, flat-footed when he's trying to uh, guard somebody outside of the paint. But uh, overall, yeah, great trade. Finally have some NBA news as we're getting closer to the NBA season, which is like towards the end of October. Okay, switching gears here to the MLB. Um, as the season ends, we have so far the teams that have uh, locked up a playoff spot. The Orioles, they've won 101 games this season. Uh, so nice to see Baltimore back in the spotlight, uh, winning a lot of games. The Rays uh, finished second in the AL East, winning 98 games, 1963. And then uh, the Twins in the cent- Central, uh, 86 and 74. 
The Rangers drought ended, uh, winning 90 games under Bruce, Bruce Bochy's first season. Um, even though they lost both of their aces, um, Scherzer and DeGrom, um, but still a great season from them, uh, winning the division there. And then you have um, Astros are right there, 89-72. The Mariners, 87-74. Uh, National League East, the Braves winning 104 games, 104-57 this year. I think they're the favorites at this point. Um, they're my pick, but usually, I think I feel like almost every time a team has the best record in the regular season, that team never wins um, the World Series. And then we have the Marlins also clinched, 84-76. Phillies also clinched, 89-72. The Central, the Brewers clinched at 91-70. National League West, you had the Diamondbacks clinch at 84-77. Uh, the Dodgers won the division in 99-61. and um, yeah, the Dodgers are obviously a dangerous team. I don't believe in the Brewers. Diamondbacks, I don't think they'll advance that far. Um, definitely Braves out of the National League. Uh, but we'll see, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Braves and Orioles just because of, you know, the track record of teams with great records. Um, Astros also uh, just clinched uh, just now, uh, with it, with, which is the seventh straight year that they have made the playoffs. Blue Jays have also clinched, um, so that's kind of the. Um, we'll discuss like matchups and um, who plays who once that's figured out. But um, yeah, nice to see all these teams back, especially the Orioles. Blue Jays back, um, Rangers back. Um, I'm pulling for Bruce Bochy, uh, former manager of the San Francisco Giants, to uh, win the World Series to come out of the AL, and then I want to see the. I guess the. You know what, we'll have the Dodgers coming out of the NL, and then Bruce Bochy could be- beat the Dodgers once again, this time on the biggest stage in the World Series, so I'm hoping for that. Um, but speaking of the Giants, uh, we had Gabe Kapler fired uh, yesterday, which, you know, I-, I wasn't a fan of the hire to begin with because of his tenure with the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, he had they had a lot of talent on those Phillies teams, and, you know, he just did not live up to ex- expectations at all in my opinion, um, did not know how to manage talent well or uh, the bullpen. But since he arrived in San Francisco, I feel like he had a whole new way to manage a team. Um, led them, you know, during the pandemic was a difficult year. Um, that that next year led him to a, a franchise record of 107 wins. Um, then they lost, lost the divisional round to the Dodgers. Uh, but, you know, in the beginning, the roster wasn't even a World Series roster. It was a rebuilding roster. He he got every ounce of that roster out of it that he can, right? And made them as, and, you know, even this year, they were in the thick of things. Um, they had a free fall in September. If they didn't have a free fall in September, they'd be a wild card team. They were definitely a wild card team. They had wild card team potential. Um, they could have made it to the um, to NLCS, I thought, with that roster. But there, it was just, you know, there was a lot of chemistry issues, locker room issues, it seemed like, which now we're going to start hearing about. Uh, but it seemed like Gabe Kapler was a fall guy. You know, it's not on Gabe Kapler. It's a lot on the front office. They missed, they whiffed on uh, uh, Correa. They missed on Judge. You know, their free agent class was awful. Um, you know, they were they were decent. I liked the free agent class, but, you know, there's a lot of injuries, inconsistent play. Um there's just a lot of problems, right? Um, I don't think the answer was to fire Gabe Kapler. The answer was to revamp the front office and to sign some big free agents. So um, I'm not sure what the shortlist is for new managers because it sucks that 
you had Bruce Bochy, you let him go, and now his team won 90 games and won they won the AL West, and they're going to the playoffs. The first time in years that the Rangers are going to the playoffs is because this is the first year that they have Bruce Bochy. And, and they had him. The Giants had him, and they decided to let him go, and they brought in Gabe Kapler. So, I mean, the top of the short list has to be Bruce Bochy again, right? Or, like, maybe Bob Melvin, because that's not going to work out in San Diego, but you already have chemistry issues right now with Gabe Kapler, so why are you going to hire another guy in Bob Melvin who can't manage his locker room at all? He, they have problems in San Diego with... Um, with Machado and, and um, Tatis and all those other guys, like they just have a huge locker room problem there. And the, the talent is there, but they, they, they just have no chemistry. So I wouldn't want to bring in Bob Melvin if you're going to have the same issues in San Francisco that you had in San Diego. So maybe Joe Madden, you know, they were kind of, they're kind of in on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. So we'll see. But, um, but the playoffs are starting soon. So um, that's something to look forward to as far as baseball goes. Recapping this past weekend as far as college football goes, I want to give a shout out to my Oregon State Beavers defeating number ten ranked Utah. Um, so that is a, a a top ten victory for the Oregon State Beavers, and for the Pac-12 as a whole, they have was it four teams ranked in the top ten, which has been the most in uh, conference history. You had Utah number ten, uh, Washington number seven. And then let's see, you had USC up there at six, I believe, or eight. And then uh, Oregon ranked number ninth. So you have four teams out of the Pac 12 ranked in the top 10. Um, but yeah, so we have Washington right now uh, winning against Arizona 31 17. And for, I guess it was a big game for Colorado against USC. USC was dominating. Uh, the majority of the game and you know for for Colorado uh, this is expected you know Colorado uh, there was a lot of hype with Deion Sanders of course uh, coming from Jackson State but um, you know Colorado won one game last year um, it's a completely new team new roster they have uh, Shador Sanders quarterback and uh, they had the best recruit uh, Travis Hunter who's missed the last two games but uh, Colorado scored 21 or 20 unanswered points against USC, um, so they did catch up and, and made the game close, 40 to 41. But you know, by then I guess it was already over. But they, you know, kudos to them for that second half surge. They got blown out by Oregon. Um, you know, those were the only good games I feel like this week. You had Notre Dame and Duke. Uh, Notre Dame took care of uh, Duke, 21 to 14. That was a pretty close game. But other than that, I think that was it. Um, Georgia barely escaped against Auburn, 27-20. to 20. Uh, Texas back ranked number three, defeating Kansas, 40-14. to 14. Yeah, Michigan ranked uh, second, uh, destroying Michigan. No, not destroying Michigan, destroying Nebraska, 45-7. to 7. Um, But yeah, those are the only notable games, I would say, for this week. Uh, but yeah, Pac-12... Last year, the Pac-12 as a whole, having a great year. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for Washington. Michael Panks Jr. Uh, was lead as far as uh, Heisman odds go. And then also Caleb Williams is going to be the – he's the surefire uh, number one overall pick in this year's draft. Um, he is a can't-miss prospect. He makes all the throws. Uh, it's fun to watch. Um, he's just he's just outrageous. Like his – 
the numbers he puts up, you know, he's in control of the offense, the throws that he makes. Uh, the only thing that's going to keep USC from completely dominating this year is their defense. Uh, the defense isn't very good, you know, to let Colorado score 20 unanswered points um, and let them back in that game is, um, there's no excuse for that. They should be, they should have definitely held them in check uh, the majority of the game. Uh, moving on to the NFL, wanted to discuss this Chandler Jones situation. Uh, so he was recently cut, I think today he was cut by the um, Las Vegas Raiders. But this has been a, like, you know, this has been starting since training camp. You know, uh, last year was his first year with the Raiders um, under Josh McDaniels. Uh, Josh McDaniels coached, or he was on the coaching staff when Chandler Jones was with the Patriots, right? And there was some tweets that he had tweeted saying that um, the Raiders were not letting him in the facility and he couldn't practice and, oh, why should a star player have to, you know, train somewhere else? So basically it was like he was locked out or something. So then he started attacking uh, Josh McDaniels, Mark Davis, all these people. And then suddenly they said, oh, hey, um, you know what? He's going to stay home. But since he stayed home, since training camp basically, so it's happened like for a couple months now it seems like. Um, he's had a bunch of troubling posts where he's calling people out. He's saying that one of the coaches had Aaron Hernandez killed. You know, he played with Aaron Hernandez in, in um, New England. Um, then he said that, uh, he was, he, he posted on Twitter, uh, a, a handwritten account of what happened when he was arrested by Las Vegas police. He said that they uh, took him to the hospital and they injected him with, with something they, with uh, unknown substance they injected him with just to keep him in check, I guess. And, um, they wouldn't release him. He was there for like a week and then he finally got released and then, um, there was a domestic violence issue where he had went to, he has a restraining order against him, um, by his wife or his ex-wife and he went to her house and then stole her items and then burned them in the yard or something. And then he got arrested again and then now the Raiders released him. And so obviously he's having some kind of mental breakdown or something. And, um, yeah, so they're, they were trying to avoid it or then have him arrested and then I don't know it's just a lot of confusing things but the Raiders aren't really answering questions about it they're saying oh it's a private matter and um, they don't really know how to handle it but I think the way that they handle it, it seems like it's it's a poorly way to handle it a poor way to handle it is not really seen as bad but um, they ended up releasing him which I think was the worst idea it's because it seems like he needs some kind of help um, and he's posting some weird things on Twitter, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that, but uh, definitely doesn't look good. Uh, so I wanted to recap my picks from last week. Okay, so last week we'll start with the Monday night game. We had uh, the Rams, the Bengals. It was a you know pretty mediocre game. Uh, Joe Burrow's still injured, obviously, because uh, he... He's not 100% healthy the way he moves in the pocket, uh, but they pulled away 19-16. Eagles look okay. Uh, they, had a, this, they had the double night, uh, the double header for the Monday night games. Uh, I always thought that it was like the beginning of the week, but or the beginning of the season, but now they're just kind of doing it, you know, early on, a couple, a couple weeks, a few weeks out of the year, out of the season, they're doing uh, two Monday night games, which I kind of like because if one of them is bad, then you could kind of go to the other one. Uh, the Sunday night game was uh, Raiders and Steelers. 
Jimmy G's injured, um, struggling now. He, he looked good, you know, early on, but now he's uh, struggling. Like, they heavily targeted Devontae Adams, who, uh, what do you have, like, 14 catches or something like that. Um, so Steelers pulled away 23-18. Uh, let's see, anything else? Um, one of my locks of the week was, so I think I had Eagles and over the Buccaneers. That's the one that I got right. Another one was uh, the Cowboys over the Cardinals. That one seemed like surefire. I would definitely get that one. Um, that one was wrong. Uh, um, we had the Cardinals winning that one, 28-16. Dak Prescott did not look great. Um, you know, And the Cowboys defense didn't look good either, letting Josh Dobbs you know, do all that against them. Um, but I think this is a big year for Dak. If he doesn't, you know, go far in the playoffs, like a deep run, like at least a conference championship or the Super Bowl, uh, I think they move on from Dak Prescott. Uh, it seems like they have to. Uh, another one of my locks was the Chiefs over the Bears, which I was right. Uh, Chiefs pulled away 41-10. to 10. Another one of my locks that I got wrong was the Colts over the I had the Ravens being the Colts. Colts won 22 to 19. This is because Anthony Richardson was out that it picked the Ravens to win, but I forgot the Colts' the backup quarterback is Gardner Minshew, who might be better than Anthony Richardson right now. Um, and then my next one was Dolphins over the Broncos. Uh, Dolphins scored 70 points against this Broncos defense. 70 points. Um, their team is outrageous. They have dominated every week, every opponent uh, this season. And, um, yeah, it's either the, it seems like it's either them or the Chiefs because, you know, Joe Burrow, Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow has some injury concerns. Uh, Josh Allen has turnover concerns. Um, let's see. Vikings starting off 0-3, uh, losing to the Chargers 28-24. Uh, Jets still free-falling with Zach Wilson as quarterback, losing the Patriots 15-10. Uh, Saints and Packers was an ugly game. Packers pulling away 18-17. Another one of my like kind of semi-locks that I didn't put in my locks was the Jaguars beating the Texans, but the Texans dominated that game 37-17. So maybe I'm putting too much stock in Trevor Lawrence this early in his career. Uh, another one of my locks was the Bills over the Commanders. Bills dominating 37-3. And yeah, the Browns winning twenty-seven to three. Um, so those were my those. That's the recap for week three, and my locks. I got three of those wrong. Um, so let's check in on week four. Okay, so for week four, uh, these are my locks. I have Cincinnati against Tennessee. I have the Cincinnati Bengals minus one forty-five. Uh, money line is two and a half. Um, I think just as far as talent goes, Bengals head and shoulders above the Titans. If it's a low-scoring game, the Titans do have a chance, but um, I just have no trust at all in Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I'm taking the Bengals in that one as one of my locks. The next one is the Eagles, minus 430, uh, favored by 8.5 against the Washington Commanders at home. Look, the Commanders are a good team. Uh, they haven't been getting a lot of respect because of the Commanders. Eagles, you know, the weird thing about them is that they've been a little lackluster offensively. Um, this could be a good time for them to uh, be more explosive um, offensively. Um, I'll take them at home. Surefire pick right there, I think. 
Uh, next one is San Francisco at home, minus 850, favored by 13.5 against the Cardinals. Look, the Cardinals, they shouldn't have won last week against the Cowboys. Uh, definitely not winning against San Francisco with that Vonta defense there. Better offensively. Um, I feel like we can rely more on Brock Purdy here instead of uh, Dak Prescott. And next one is the Chargers, minus 290, favored by 6.5 against Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are going to play either uh, Brian Hoyer or some rookie, I don't know, because Jimmy G is out. Uh, so I'll take the Chargers to guarantee to win that one. And the next one is Sunday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs at New York. Kansas City is a favored by, four, by 430. Uh, a six and a half point uh, spread there, and yeah, just because you know the Chiefs Jets are free fall defense is good, but uh, not enough to contain Mahomes. Uh, so those are my locks for the week. Uh, there is a London game this week. You have Jacksonville uh, playing Atlanta. Jacksonville's favored by three. I'm gonna take Atlanta in this game. Um, I'll take the the money line plus one forty five. I don't like betting on. London game, so I won't put this one in the parlay. But did you know that Jacksonville they're playing back to back London games, and the next one is actually like at a different stadium in London, which I thought was weird. I didn't know they were doing two. I didn't know they could have one team play two in the season, and much less back to back weeks. That seems like a lot. Uh, Ravens at Browns. I'm gonna take the Ravens plus one fifteen. Uh, Browns are favored minus two and a half. Um, and then I already mentioned that one. Then you have this game. This is like the worst game of the week, I think. You have the Denver Broncos at the Chicago Bears. The Broncos are actually favored by three. I'm going to take the points in this one. Um, I think the Broncos could win by three. Maybe because I guess at this point in his career, I can trust Russell Wilson more than... Justin Fields, which doesn't say much, but um, maybe I, I don't know. This game is horrible. I don't I don't want to watch a single second of this game, even if it's just something on red zone. So um, pass on that. You have Rams at the Colts. Um, I think Anthony Richardson's going to play. I don't think it matters. Uh, the spread is kind of weird. It's minus one um, in favor of the Rams. I'm going to take the money line, minus 115. Uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, he's he's healthy. He's moving around a little bit better. Um, still don't have Cooper Cup. Uh, defense, you know, still has some bright spots. Um, so I'll take the Rams there. Dolphins at Bills. The Bills are actually favored by 2.5. I'm going to take the Dolphins and the points, plus 2.5. Uh, this Dolphins team is very good. The only thing that's gonna keep them in games is the defense. Uh, Bills, they can. It's like the opposite. Like the defense is gonna win them games. Uh, you have Vikings at Panthers. Vikings are favored minus four and a half. I'm gonna take the money line minus two ten for the Vikings. There's no way this team starts zero and four. Um, they have the talent for sure. Head and shoulders above, you know, better than the Panthers. Quarterback wise, receiver wise, everything. Um, but the Vikings, they're just they're inconsistent, inconsistent, and, and we haven't been able to really rely on on Kirk Cousins as we should. Uh, Steelers at Texans. Um, kind of want to take the Texans this one. Like I said, past couple weeks, I just really don't trust the offense of of Pittsburgh at all. 
Like they haven't made Kenny Pickett look good whatsoever. But I'm gonna take. I'll take the uh, the points. Steelers in the points minus three. Tampa Bay at the Saints. Derek Carr might play. Looks like he's likely to play with the AC's uh, AC's sprain. Um, and you know Baker Mayfield's been pretty good. Uh, Saints are favored by three and a half. I'm gonna take the money line minus one eighty five for the Saints at home. And then we have. Um, Let's see, we have Raiders at the Chargers. Picked that one already. And then the next one would be Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by six. Um, tough to rebound rebound from that horrible loss by the Cardinals or against the Cardinals. Uh, for that one, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Patriots plus two ten. And then next we have uh, Monday night game is the Seahawks against the Giants. I love Geno Smith. Um, I think he's shown a lot of leadership with the Seahawks. They're favored by one and a half. I'm going to take the money line, minus 120. Uh, Giants still will seem like they're barely uh, getting to the flow of things offensively. Um, you have Saquon Barkley struggling because he missed a lot of training camp. Um, Daniel Jones, I think they're going to regret signing Daniel Jones to that massive contract. Right, uh, for the Seahawks, you know they have, they have some bright spots, especially with Kenneth uh, Kenneth Walker, the running back, and uh, Geno Smith does truly seem to be the leader of that team. Uh, so I'm gonna take that minus one twenty. Um, so if we look at the parlay with all my picks, the odds are plus three hundred thirty five thousand four hundred twenty nine. So if I were to put twenty five dollars on there. I could win $83,857, which, you know, we all know that it's fine, but, you know, I, I have yet to get all my picks right, so probably won't happen, but let's let's just put $25 on it this week, um, and we'll see what happens. But uh, th- thanks for joining me for this week's episode. That's all we have. Um, sorry for the late episode, late Saturday night, the day before the NFL game, so I had to get my picks in before, but... You know, I had a lot of stuff happen uh, this week, so had to, uh, yeah, had to postpone it a little bit. So uh, hopefully, there's no, there's no uh, leftover things happening that are that might mess me up. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back hopefully Monday. Well, I'm I'm aiming to do it Monday, but might get caught up in some other stuff that I have that I have to do. But uh, yeah, have a good uh, rest of your weekend. Thanks.